Hey, good people, this is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, or whenever you're deciding to listen to this cast, I truly thank you for tuning in to yet another week of the midweek muscle. I'm Jay-Z. I am your gracious hostess with the mostess, or just kidding, that was a little too clingy for me, but Anyways, I'm Jay-Z, I'm your host, and uh, I can't wait to jump right in with what we have for you today. If this is your first time joining us, I absolutely thank you for giving us a little bit of your ear and a little bit of your time to just join in on the conversation around peaceful and positive perspective for, um, you know, any change that you're wanting to make or any change that you're facing that's personal or professional or relational in regards to like getting over the things that have a tendency to hold you back and hold you up. Right. Head and heart issues. Got it. Okay. So, but if you've been here before, you know how we roll and you know how we get down. Can't do this thing without you. Like this is, this is truly what it is because there are people out there like you that continue to support and send emails and send messages and send love and send texts and whatever, whatever medium you have to send, you're sending and you're encouraging and you're thriving in this space. And you've given me an amazing platform to do so. So let's jump right in. And thank you so much for joining in. So last week I talked about sowing seeds and don't miss the opportunity to continue sowing seeds when you can, right? But, you know, there's this lingering thought, there's this fleeting thought that keeps popping in, but but how do I continue to sow seeds? How do I do that when I'm stressed out or overwhelmed or what happens when I'm hurting or something on me is hurting or within me that's hurting? And I can't use it in its full functionality, right? So let's take an example. If my arm is hurting or my shoulder is hurting, because it's the real thing for me, I love to work out. Um, and not because I enjoy the process of working out, but it just, it, it definitely gives me the me time and allows me to release some stress. But if I physically, if my shoulder is physically hurting because it really is um, then I can't use it in the way to do fully functional push-ups, let's say push-ups, right? So if my shoulder is hurting, I may not be able to do push-ups so good because I have to like kind of be mindful not to injure the shoulder more, right? Um, but what happens when it's a little less apparent? Like if there's an emotional hurt or a mental headache, you know, I can't fully function in my thought process when my head feels like it's splitting, right? So for real, when you have physical ailments and you know you have a physical task to do, what the flip do you do? Like how how do I even get through that, right? Continue to sow seeds and don't miss your opportunity to sow seeds. But if I, if I am 
physically impaired, how do I continue to do what I know I can do well? And so my simple answer is this, and it might seem tough, and I know this, but continue to train up. Continue to train up. I actually, as I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm thinking about this week's thought or this week's perspective, I actually was bearing witness to a good friend of mine who is very near and dear and special to my heart. And I just met this person maybe three or four years ago. Um, And it's funny how you don't have to know someone for a lifetime to feel like you've known them for a lifetime. But um, I definitely, this person has talked about the toils and anguish of what they've gone through over the last three or four years in their workplace, but they continue to train up. They continue to operate in excellence. And just this week, some of the most incredible news was bestowed upon my friend and and all of their working abilities in just doing the work and continue to training up. Again, it was stressful. It caused additional stresses and we'll get into that a little bit later, but there's, there's something in that when you continue to train up, you're, you're, you're doing something. And I, and I'm going to get into that here in just a second. So here's what we have to consider in this week's talk is that training can occur whether someone is competing or not, right? Rather you're competing for something, that position, that medal, that championship, whatever it is, or you could just be training in general, like what I do for general purposes. I just want to release stress and feel good while I'm doing it, right? Training can occur in the physical, but it can also occur in the mental, spiritual, emotional, and social aspects of your life. Now, this is what what, uh, physicians and experts would consider optimal health. So you can train because you're physically competing for something, or you can train as a result of your optimal health. And so why is training in my optimal health important, Jay-Z? Like, why is that something I should even consider? It is for these three reasons. One, being able to recognize your triggers. Two, identifying the roadmap. And three, understanding your strategies. And I'm going to break that down here in just a second. So good people, when something hurts, please know that culturally, we will coddle that thing until it doesn't hurt anymore. Culturally, right? You might be one of a kind and you're just like, I know I have to nurse it. I know I have to do whatever it takes. I know that I have to work through it and I'm just going to do it. But let me tell you, if that were truly the case of majority of us, then physical therapists wouldn't gripe so hard about people needing physical therapy and not wanting to do the hard work, right? Go check what I'm saying. Please fact check me. Go to a physical therapist that you know and ask them what 80% of their complaints are. (laughs) I spent a lot of time in physical therapy over a few things, but anyways, um, Please understand that when something hurts, we will, we often, uh, culturally, we often have a way of coddling that hurt or that pain until it doesn't hurt anymore. Meanwhile, while we're coddling and waiting for the pain to go away, 
The thing that we're coddling is getting weaker because it's not getting worked out. So really like go there with me for just a second. You can apply that into the spiritual space. You can apply that into the emotional space. You can apply that to the mental space. When I go through a breakup, if I am not actively processing the the feelings and the emotional uh the damage that came equipped with that or that came with that breakup, if I'm not processing that out with healthy community, that's not encouraging me to go back into something toxic. That's not encouraging me to uh, fall, um, uh, fall into the trap of, oh my gosh, I miss you. I can't stand being without you and getting, and getting all of those feelings rushing back in. If we aren't in the process of working that out is it's is is it's not getting worked on right so and that's what i mean you can apply this situation to any elements of optimal health now i also have said this in in cast before we have to be careful of the waiting place while we're waiting for the pain to go away but we're not actively working on that thing or processing that thing, the waiting place is, is often, it's just like in that Dr. Seuss book. Oh, the places you'll go. There's a section in there. I wish I had it with me right now. I could probably get it by next week. I'm so sorry. I'm ill-prepared. Um, but it's the waiting place. Uh, in that book, it talks about, you know, in the waiting place is where people are waiting for everything. And it's a dangerous place to be because while you're waiting for a hope or a dream, you're also waiting for things to come and go. And the problem with the waiting place is that they never come when you expect them to. And you certainly don't leave because you're waiting for something to come. Right? So it's a vicious trap and you get stuck there. The waiting place is someplace where people get stuck. And so according to the Dr. Seuss book, you'll be there for a lifetime, right? And and we don't, you know, especially me, like I don't want you to be in the waiting place for a long time. Dr. Seuss definitely doesn't want you in the waiting place for a long time. Or wait, would that mean that if I keep going back to, oh, the places you'll go that I'm stuck there? Would that count? <laughs> I know I'm just joshing, that's getting too deep. But anyway, so again, um, why is training Training up my optimal health so important, Jay-Z. Why is that? One, we have to recognize the triggers. So according to the Wellness Connection, uh, they identified three common areas of stress that identifies as triggers. One is physical stress, where uh, it can be anything from like falls that you had as a child to sports injuries that you may have sustained to car accidents that you may have had the unfortunate incident to be involved with. Uh, it can be something as simple as lack of exercise or strain from technology use, like as in posture or what have you, sitting for long periods of time or repetitive uh, positions that you often go through at work. So I, when I think of that, I think of like baristas at Starbucks that do the same hand motions to try to get your drink as to you as quickly as possible, or, um, maybe someone who does things in factories and this, there's the same hand motion to tighten 
something down or to bolt something down or like an electrician and their shoulders and how their shoulders are shot from like just doing like very technical work in small spaces. So I think of those things, right? It's physical stress. Second, second trigger, chemical stress from antibiotics to vaccines, pollution to hormones, nicotine to alcohol and prescription medications to over-the-counter. I think you get it. Like, you know, any chemicals that are added to our bodies, whether it be from the dyes in our food or the, um, what do they call it? The, the preservatives in our food to, you know, just simple, um, over-the-counter medication. Um, anything that we add to our bodies in the chemical form has the ability to be altering to our bodies. And so just to be mindful that that adds stress. And then the last one is emotional stress. According to the Wellness Connection, emotional support or lack thereof from your childhood to now. Um, and, you know, I don't know that you guys know this, but I do speak for a living and I speak in front of youth and we go I can't just shoot from the hip. I do have to do a series of trainings and certifications to be qualified enough to speak. And uh, simply what what I consistently get into some of the trainings is that a lot of the responses that we have as adults came from someplace within our development. And um, that's pretty powerful when you think of your responses to stressful situations. Maybe that's learned behavior that came a lot earlier than you thought, right? Um, so anyways, emotional stresses can also be a hectic schedule, uh, peer pressure, death of a loved one, stress at your job, stress at parenting right now, especially with everything being stripped away from the kiddos, from sports to all of their activities. And then when they go to their activities, they have to social distance and they can't have fun and play tag, right? Um, it can be emotional stressors such as bullying or a lack of healthy relationships, right? So if we can identify these triggers or these common areas of stress, it is important to develop activities that help us navigate through these stressors. Because when one or more of these are hurting is still important to train them up because if they are left unattended, if they're hurting and they're left unattended, they will not get any better on their own. And your body will proverbially take the hit as a result of the impact and insult of these stressors to your wellness. That's deep, right? So if we're not constantly working to train these areas up by building in healthy habits or healthy support or healthy relationships to work through them, then they don't get better on their own and continued stressors only impact the body and your wellness in ways that insult your body or your wellness. And that's important because you wouldn't allow somebody to random in the streets to come up and insult you or your family. So why would you allow the insult to come as a result of stress that has impacted you to your body and as a byproduct to your family? 
because however your feet, how you, however you feel, your family's going to feel it too. Right. Whew. Okay. Here we go. Shifting gears. I labeled like, um, I don't know why I had the inclination to, oh, let's say, uh, name this season design shifting, but I, I ended up falling, uh, you know, right in tune with the definition of the season, because what happens when your roadmap changes as a result of the occurrences around you or your external environment? Oh, okay. Like 2020 basically, right? This year has been hard. And while, you know, I know that we can't control what we can't control, we can identify our roadmap and our desired wellness while navigating the roadmap. That I do know, right? And if I know what I desire, I can try to understand what activities will help me get there or the strategy essentially to training my body up and my mindset up on how how I go after some of the things that I still want or some of the difficult things that I have to do in order to get through this trying time, right? So since wellness is a journey, it has to be worked on, right? We have to continue to work on our bodies even when we're stressed out. We have to continue to work on our bodies and our health and our wellness even when we're working because if we're not well, we can't function optimally, And that's why it's important. So simple, flat out, physical wellness, physical health, it requires movement all the time, no matter what. That's what the wellness connection says. Um, It it just requires it. We, I think this is kind of simple. I think we can understand that. I don't think it needs further explanation, but something that was eye opening to me and I liked it because maybe it's because of the midweek muscle. And, you know, we talk about head and heart issues and how to navigate through, but I think maybe it was eye-opening for me because the Wellness Connection identified that the most important organ system in our bodies is the nervous system. Well, what's the nervous system? Brain, spinal cord, branches of nerves. And the reason why is because they send messages to every cell in our bodies and return messages back to the brain. So it's one big communication loop. What the what? Okay, so it's understandable that the brain is very powerful. It's also understandable that the heart is very powerful. Um, Theoretically and physically, they are very responsible for, you know, giving us life essentially. And so when you think about the brain sending and receiving messages in one big communication loop, it's like, man, it gives more power and meaning to, if I will for it, it, I, I can, if I believe in it, it can totally come true. One, because those messages that I believe in are going to send corresponding messages to every cell in my body. So it does give power to that, right? Rather negative or positive, which is pretty darn important when we're talking about optimal health. So if the messages I'm sending to myself are negative, every part of my body will feel a portion of that negative message. To the contrary, if it's positive, I'm getting positive signals throughout my body. But more importantly, 
what do we do in order to train ourselves up in this area? Well, good people, even if we err in our thinking about the daily activities that contribute to our wellness, let's say we think that, man, well, me flipping the remote is me getting up and do physical activity. Okay, even if I err in my thinking in that way, it might be funny, but even if I said, oh man, I will for this to be my physical exercise for today. Well, that's fine, but it doesn't actually mean that you're getting the right type of physical exercise. So like, let's just bear with me, right? Um, So I lost my train of thought and I'm having a brain fart, but I'm just thinking that even if we err in our thinking about our daily activities, we have to just be mindful and consider this. The moments when you aren't training up, you only build up resistance. The moments when you are not training up, you build up resistance instead. And so two reasons why it's like, whoa, wait a minute, rewind that, slow that down. One, resistance is hard to overcome, no matter how strong and how equipped you are. It's just really hard to overcome resistance. It's doable, but it's difficult. And two, who wants extra resistance? You know, things will be hard enough without the added resistance. However, you know, again, resistance can always be overcome with the right activities and the right training and the right skill set. So optimal health can be for everyone. It's just a matter of what you identify as your triggers what you identify you desire that you want as you are working through the the stressors of what you have to deal with today or if it's a goal that you're trying to achieve. And then lastly, understanding what activities will help you to get there. So be creative and find new rhythms on how, how to navigate through this time. Every cat, like the catalyst is the same for everyone, but everyone is going through it differently. I say that week after week after week after week. So if you didn't catch it last week, you're going to get it again this week. The catalyst is the same, but everyone has a different way of processing through what it, what is happening right now. And so optimal health again can be for everyone, but we have to be creative in finding the new rhythms that work for us and our families. And how we navigate through this time with decisions that come from people and whether we agree with them or not. And we must labor discipline. There are things that we don't want to do that we have to do in order to be excellent. And even if we don't choose excellence, we should still strive for optimal. Good people, that's all I have for you this week. I I know that I kind of like went through some twists and turns here. Um, but I think because it's so applicable to many facets of life, it's hard to get them all in and under the time frame that I'm looking to get them in. Um, the midweek muscle, I, I aim to make our episode short, sweet, and spicy so you can get on to the rest of your day and you can carry on throughout the rest of your week. Um, 
you know, I, I aim to meet you here this time next week. If you have listened up until this point, you have listened to the entire cast. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, listen, I understand that some episodes in some weeks is you're like, yeah, it was cool, but you know, I don't think I need this right now. That's fine. Can you do me a favor? Can you please share it with someone who you think could use a word like this? Here's two things that I always say. We can either be hoarders of a good message and keep it, or we can be impactful and share it. Share this with somebody who you think can use a good word or two. And if you share it with your friends, thank you so much. But if you hated it and you're just like, yeah, nah, this ain't for me. Share with an enemy because you know they can use a good word too. (laughs) Or you can always find me on my social media platforms at The Midweek Muscle. Uh, You can send me emails to jz at themidweekmuscle.com. And as always, I look forward to the next time where we can get together again. Always on Wednesdays, always to you in the middle of the week, always ready to give you peaceful, powerful, positive perspective for the changes that you would like to make or the changes that you foresee in helping you tackle those head and heart issues. So until next time next week, continue to work on your craft, choose hope. And our current situation is filled with obstacles, but it is too dancing with opportunity. So let's keep those in mind. And as always, let's go.